Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. Woo. I mean, I know we did. We, If you haven't checked us out, we joined TJ Jones, Ryan, myself last night, uh, State of the States podcast, jumped on with him, chopped it up for over an hour talking about the Saints. But I feel like it's like we haven't done like an episode, like an episode in a while. Like our last episode we did was with Greg. Um, and so this episode, we're going to be talking about a lot of things, talking about mini camp coming to a close today. Talk about the brand new black helmet that seems to be kind of polarizing. And just give our thoughts about mini camp thoughts, going into training camp, some things that may have caught our attention regarding this team. Um, We fully are aware that from now until training camp starts picking up, there's a month of just just tumbleweeds in terms of NFL. Like not going to be anything. And usually when that happens, our our listenership drops and and not as much, you know, listens. Although I will say I have been pleasantly surprised by the amount of listens and downloads that we're still getting in this whole period right now. Like that's, that's impressive. We thank y'all. So keep that up. Um, But we're going to, even though it's going to die down here in terms of football action, we're still going to try to, you know, have content. It may not even be football content. I'll be completely honest. Like, it may just be whoever we can get on and talk about. It could be pop culture. It could be food. Who knows what it could be? It's going to be something. So we're still going to do episodes once a week. Um, We want to thank tremendously our our Patreons. You know, we just finalized the menu from Blue Blue Oak Barbecue, from the the VIP get-together in October. Um, menus finalized. Now we're working on getting the alcohol situation figured out and finalized. Um, working on that stuff. Like we're still doing a lot of things for this podcast and for this show. So even though it might die down in terms of football, in terms of things not happening in the NFL, we're still going to be working. And then once training camp ramps up and gets started, like it's we we hitting we hitting the road full full speed ahead. Um, and I'll be honest, man, I, that first preseason game, that that Zoom live stream, bro, I'm ready for it, bro. I'm ready. Ready. Um, but let's let's start with let's start with the helmet. Before you even dive into football, the Saints unveiled today an alternate black helmet that is it in my opinion, it looks sleek, it looks nice. I think. Like the little mohawk with the little Florida de lis has, has thrown some people off. They don't like uh-huh. that. But I'm not a big like I'm not a big uniform jersey uh-huh. person. I'm just not. I used to be, but as I've gotten older, like I don't really give two shits about it. When I first saw it, I thought I was like, God damn, like that's a nice, that's a nice helmet. What were right. your what were your do you have any complaints about it? Do you have oh. any 
I was that was my exact thought, bro. I was like, oh, that's that's nice. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Mohawk. It just kind of gives it kind of like a futuristic look, but I like more of the classic kind of look. Um, but it's not to the point where I don't, you know, don't like it. I think it's still, you know, that shit's it's slap, man. Like it'll be interesting to see what combo they used it on. I know people didn't like the Cam Jordan picks with the throwback. I mean, with the, with the uh, color rush. Um, I thought it looked fine, but I think it'll probably be better with the white jerseys with the black print or the black jerseys. Mm, yes. um, so, you know, but we'll see, man. It, I mean, but it's fresh, though. I like the change up, man. I've been wanting the black helmet for the Saints. I guess for a long time request. Yeah. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, like a request for like the longest for from, from all of us. Like for years. For like a, for a team <laughs> with a, like the color is black and gold. It's like... Can we get a black helmet? <laughs> you get black. <laughs> and they finally got one. And so it'll be it'll be interesting to see one how 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 much they're able to use that helmet in games. Like is it gonna be like a once or twice a season type yeah, of thing? I think it's once or twice. Um, but I like it. I know, you know, I know my dude uh Darth Saint don't like it. I saw some some negative reaction on it on Twitter, and I was just uh, like, man, Max, he can't stand it, man. Can't stand it, man. <laughs> I enjoy. I will say though, the like the 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 markup or the makeup one, like the test one that he posted in our Discord. That oh, bitch, whew, that thing was fire. Whew. I was like, yeah. But beggars can't be choosers, man. Beggars can't be. I enjoy it. I'll be. I'll, I'll like to see it. You know, like you said, with the uniforms, with the with the at, actual... the. at the end of the day, if the Saints lose with that black helmet, that's gonna that's gonna tell Saints fans everything. Like if they lose with that helmet, everybody gonna hate that motherfucker. Well, you you know the thing is like, and I'm going on record. Like I am not a big color rush jersey or combo. Like I don't I don't love them. I got and you I don't know what them? I don't, bro. And I know yeah, that's I like I, I know that's that minority, but like. Well, the first two seasons that they wore them, bro, like, they played awful in them. Like, they were terrible. Like, they've done a lot better um, over the years now as, as it's going on. But, like, the first, what, year – one of them was – there was, like, two Thursday night games. And I think they uh-huh. played and they, they just lost in them. And I just – I've never been very enamored with them. Like, I don't dislike them. I just don't love them like most do. Um, and that just, that just goes to show you about, like, fashion, right? Like, yeah, it just – People have completely different different tastes and what they are into and what they and what they like. Um, I always if ever hate the white and black combo, like the white yes, white jerseys, yes. the black pajama top bottoms, hate it, bro. The yoga tights or whatever. I'm like, man, if they put a stripe on the side of the pants, maybe I feel better about it. But just something about it, bro. It just always irked me, man. I don't know. Um, so. I wanted to run something by you. And part of this came to mind thinking about the CD Deuce diet, you know, diatribe he went on um, yesterday, two days ago. Yeah, yesterday, I want to say. Um, after a mini camp practice, and we talked about it last night on the State of, State of the Saints with, with TJ, but I thought about what he what CD was saying in that in that clip. And here I am. I'm watching watching the Warriors win their fourth NBA championship with Steph at the helm. And I started thinking, 
Now think about how this year's Warriors team was kind of like constructed, right? Their team was constructed of three prominent players and Steph, Clay, Draymond, championship experience, been the big three, have seen it all, been through it all. And then they had this young nucleus of young talent that kind of like bridged the gap between mm-hmm. the two, right? Of old and new. They had Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins, who isn't young, but you know, he's a newer player to like, and everything just worked of like, you had the old heads, but old heads that are still at times can be elite players. And then you had the young bucks that were coming up. And I just started thinking like that, that's kind of what the, what the Saints have. Is it not? Oh. Now I'm, I'm not saying the, the comparisons are exactly the same from basketball and NFL. They're not. But if you just if you just think about it, uh-huh. how how this team is currently constructed, and I'm talking about the Saints, you have your, you have the old heads, right? So the old heads would be Cam Jordan, um, uh, Demario Davis. Even though he's new, uh, Honey Badger is kind of an old head because you know uh-huh. he's he's done it before. Yeah. Um, you know Jarvis. Jarvis you know, I would, it sounds weird to say, but AK is kind of an old head now, right? Hello, right? So, so, so is Ryan Ramchek. And yes, none of these players have, you know, besides Honey Badger, none of these players have won championships um, like the Warriors have, but like all of them to some degree have deep playoff experience, experience in the playoffs, been in big games. And then you have this like influx of young, of young talent. Chris Olave, Trevor Penny, uh, Alante Taylor. Uh, don't really consider Marcus May. Like, he's still more of an old head. Um, and you have, like, these, these young guys. And if you can get that sometimes on a team, and sometimes, like, the mix and the fit is just great. And I and I think you if you just listen to listen, – listening to minicamp – interviews you know looking at like Alante Taylor's tweet perfect example bro he said coming into the DB room you just surrounded by greatness like yeah I I have no choice but to be great and to raise my game I not and I'm I'm not going on this this long rant to say that this is going to lead to the Saints you know winning a Super Bowl next season but they have I think they have a good mix of young and old and if yeah. the formula can get mixed in correctly, a lot of it's going to hinge on three things that we don't know. It's going to hinge on it's going to hinge on Jameis. It's going to hinge on how Da can be as a second time head coach and Pete Carmichael. Like those are huge things that we just don't know, right? Yeah, yeah. But just in how the team is built, like this team can. I'm not going to say they're going to can, can do a Warriors run to the Super Bowl, but like they can compete and make noise in the NFC. I really do. I really think they can. No question, man. I mean, and just like you, let's just like you said with the Alante tweet, man, it's like, you got to elevate your game, man. Like you surround, like you, when you think of Tyran Matthew, I know like a lot of, you know, LSU fans love him, but <clears throat> players love him. Like these young players grew up watching Honey Badger. You know what I'm saying? Like he had that, 
that youthful swag that they looked up to and stuff like that. So, like, man, being able to play with him, man, it's like they want to come with it. They want to play with Jarvis, you know, Jarvis Landry. Um, so it, it's a real great opportunity for these young dudes to really step up because, honestly, the Saints need it. Like, they need that refresher because um, everybody else, they're, not, they're right at that prime. You know, AK, he's right at that prime. Marshawn Lattimore, um, you know, uh, people like Cam Jordan, they're kind of on the back end. Uh, you know, Demario Davis on the back end. So it's kind of like you got to strike you got to strike that iron now, man. Like those players, they could fall off a cliff at any point. Any point, man. Any so point. It's, it's like, and, you know, thankfully it don't look like, you know, I look at Cam Jordan, he's still moving around, just energetic as hell. I saw some snaps of DeMario Davis. He just looks, man, he looks 28 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like It makes no sense. It don't make no it sense. It makes bro. no sense. Like I don't think you're going to see any drop off from him. Uh, so man, you got to strike while the iron's hot, bro. Like you, you got like let's let's just go through the young players a little bit. You got so obviously Chris Olave, Trevor Penning, Alante Taylor, Pete Warner, uh, Paulson Adebo, Peyton Turner. Uh, he's like right in the middle. Like <laughs> he ain't, he ain't young, but he ain't old. He no, middle age. What twenty six? I'm just talking about like when he was drafted in eight. I'm just going more by like yeah when NFL like how. NFL years, right? So, like, he's, like, middle-aged at this point. Um, it's, it's just something that got me thinking watching, watching you know, game six, seeing the Warriors win the title. is like, that's how they got to this. Like, because yeah. if they didn't have the young talent, like the young Bucks and Jordan Poole right. and all, like, if it was just the big three trying to lead them to a championship, bro, they, won, they wouldn't have won. Yeah. They wouldn't have won. So... Let's let's stay with Marcus Davenport. We got to stay with Marcus Davenport. The news that came out this week, man. Mm. So, if, if I remember the report correctly, so Mike Tripler reported it. Like he he said it like in in an interview. So he's had three surgeries on his finger since the end of the season. What the hell? Three trying to fix a plate. And then one of the surgeries, it, it didn't – he got, like, an infection that led to him, like, amputating some of his pinky finger, bruh. Oh. Like, what? Uh, I'd be remiss to say you know, Peyton Turner wasn't at minicamp because he's dealing with a shoulder injury. Like, we t- I, said, I said it last night, like, those two players are the key for the Saints defense to be elite. Right. Like, not like great. I don't even I don't even mean great. I mean, they're so good. And I, I don't, I'm not going to put them in the same, like, you know, Legion of Boom era or like that, that Broncos defense or a Ravens defense. But if they're not there, they're like the tier right below it. Right. Yeah. And. I think that to me, the health and development, the health of Davenport and Peyton Turner, but the development of Peyton Turner, because if they can give you good to great pass rush consistently, that changes the whole whole tenor and complexion of the defense. So we don't, so 
hopefully Davenport and, and Turner will be healthy for training camp in a month. But we're going to talk about towards the end, we're going to talk about the things we're looking for heading into training camp. But like off the bat, like it had like my my attention's right on that is their health. Yeah. Yeah, especially and you know, with Davenport, it's just like, come on, man, like I think last offseason was the only offseason he was healthy in the offseason. Yes. So it's like this is just part for the course for him, man. Like so be ready for training camp. Um what other injury did he have? I know he had the pinky, but what else? A shoulder? Or? I think it was maybe a shoulder. Yeah. Oh, okay. So hopefully that's that's together, man. But it's just annoying. It's like it's not obviously it's not his fault. You can't blame the player for injuries. But it's just like, geez, bro, like <laughs> Cam Jordan out there. You just see Cam Jordan out there, man, just having fun. Has missed one game in his entire career due to COVID because of like a pandemic. Illness, bro. <laughs> right, right. And he wasn't even sick. Like he wasn't even sick. <laughs> he just just because of NFL protocol. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, oh, like man, like get just get on the field, bro. And with Peyton Turner, man, it's just he's a question mark. We don't know. We don't know what that dude is. He missed a lot of training camp. Missed a lot of training camp last year. Came back, had kind of a nice little game against Carr. Didn't do much after that. He got hurt. Still hurt. What is it? We won't see him to training camp. Like, we don't know. And also, like, if you just go back to his career at Houston. Same thing. Was was injury prone in college. Like, I don't know. The two biggest question marks, like, player health-wise going into the season is is Peyton Turner and Michael Thomas. Like, we saw a, a photo of Michael Thomas, like, yeah. And I said in and I said in our Discord, like, oh, that's that's the New Jersey bird pick that Ryan you supposed, bro. Like <laughs> you're like, oh, he, he got he got his, a Saints jersey on. Like it's been so long, bro. Man, and we just don't know what that's gonna look like. That's crazy. And it's sad too, but uh we just gotta see, bro. Like that, those those are such huge questions going into the season. That are so pivotal and pivotal questions that could that like are worth multiple games. Like if Mike Thomas healthy, Davenport healthy, uh, Peyton Turner turns a corner and you know is a good player, like <laughs> that's like worth a couple games. Like you know what I'm saying? Like as far as win, huge, 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 like huge impacts. You know what I'm saying? So it's gonna be pivotal, bro. Like come August, just to see how that plays out. Uh, it, it, it'll be pivotal. And that one thing I will say, and I know we were kind of like, this was on our radar for OTAs and we know OTAs were voluntary, but to see that a minicamp was mandatory and to yeah. see that the Saints had a hundred percent attendance, even for players who, you know, weren't able to do anything because of injury, like they were still there, um, which that was good to see mm-hmm. just, so, like, just team wise. Uh, so anything in terms of, and keep in mind, when, when, if you're listening to this as a listener, listen, Ryan and I aren't at a mini camp practice. We don't have media saints credentials. Even, I mean, I don't, even if we were to try to get one, I don't think we would ever get the saints and be like, y'all? <laughs> no. Um, 
So, you know, we can't give you on the ground, like, analysis and observations. Like, that's for the Nick Underhills. That's for Don Hendricks, Captain Terrell, Mike Triplett. Like, you be, you know, read those observations. All we can do is basically read the observations that they reported and then, you know, have our thoughts on it. So, with that said, what are, you know, some thoughts you've had over some observations you've read over these last couple of days with the with with the minicamp wrapping up today? Um, it's it's been promising to hear that just Jarvis Jarvis Landry seems to just be clicking, bro. Like he he's doing everything right. He's running the routes. He's healthy um, too. He's healthy. Like, like that's a huge thing because he was thing. not healthy. Nope. The last year and a half, <clears throat> he seems to have like a nice little camaraderie with uh, Jameis, and Jameis looks for him. So that's just that's just huge. That's huge, regardless if Mike Thomas is healthy or not. You yep. know what I'm saying? Especially if he's not. Like Jarvis is going to play a huge role if that happens. Um, it's good to hear that Crystal Lave, like Crystal. I just wanted to make sure Crystal Lave made it through this. I didn't want to hear him limping off the field and I'm like that. So he's been healthy the entire mini camp. He, he has. He don't have any asthma issues that's, that's flaring up in the, <laughs> in the heat, so, bro. Yeah, like that's all I need. That's the only news I hear. On side of that, you know, he's been playing well. Everything he's been catching, yep. everything, running great routes. Look at you, it. And you the can great see thing, it. The, the you route see, exactly. It is like it's. It's easy to see it, like when we watch them, right? But like yes. just seeing him run routes, and someone put it in our Discord. Like watching Chris Olave run around, and this is no disrespect to like Jarvis. Like his rock oh. running is so, woo, like I can't even describe it. Oh, bro. Like they, it is because they they put out a clip, and it was first it was you know Jarvis Landry running the route, and then yes. it was Chris Olave, and it was just oh. it, it was night and day, bro. It's not like one was bad route, one was good. It's just the athleticism and just smoothness of Olave just. It jumps out at you, and that's all you want to see in minicamp. This minicamp is seven-on-seven seven at best, no pads or none of that. But you want to at least see what you looked at on tape from the college player and see if it translates. You know, you just want to see it. That's it. And you see it with Crystal Lobby. It's like, okay, it's there. Something that I was happy to read, right, is what was, it, like, what was the biggest knock? On Chris Olave coming out, oh, he's a he don't toughness. Have any toughness. He's not physical. Well, one of the best plays in minicamp that was reported was, you know, Jameis threw a, a a great ball in tight coverage right between two defenders, and Chris Olave, you know, gets smacked by the defense, holds onto it, makes a great catch. Like that's the, like that's the little stuff where I'm like, it's, he gonna it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. Well, I mean, he's playing with Jarvis Landry, one of the toughest football. I don't care what team he's – everybody would tell you he's one of the toughest players on in football, like just tough. He's, that's just who he is. Um, you got Michael Thomas, another one of the toughest players in football. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I don't, I'm not about to measure a dude toughness or not, you know what I'm saying? But right. if you play with those dudes, you're just going to have to bring it. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to – they're not going to let that shit slide. So, you know, I expect to see – him become much more well-rounded as far as his game. I agree. I agree. Um, one of like the 
most simple things, it was a little surreal to see. Was it yesterday, two days ago, when the Saints Saints uh, social media posted that picture of yeah AK and Jarvis Landry doing like a little shoulder bump, like mid mid air shoulder shoulder bump, bro. And it just I had to take a step back a little bit, right? Because me and you, like we 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 follow the team. Obviously, we do this podcast. We're not super emotionally invested into wins and losses anymore, but just seeing that, I took a step back and I was like, man, that's crazy. We got, like we got AK and Jarvis Landry on the same team, bro. And can we talk about just AK, bro? Because we didn't see him through OTAs. Didn't, yep. And, and just to see him come back and just running them choice routes so Ooh. smooth. Ooh. Just like, it's just like, I don't need no more. Like, you just sit him down. Put a little package on him until September. Like, I don't need to see anymore. He's good. Like, we know he takes care of his body. We know he has a crazy training regimen. You know, when it comes to football, he know what he's doing. Like, it was just nice a nice reminder. Like, yeah, it, this, he that dude. He's still that dude. Still a dog. He's the, he's the face of the franchise, pretty much. You know what I'm saying? He is. So, he is. As of right now. Yeah, as of right now. You know, so hopefully the legal situation plays itself out. We'll see, you know, apparently he has, he still has like, you know, continuances all through the year. So, you know, it might not be something that we see this year. Bro, that sounds like one of my cases. <laughs> Children's court, bro. Continuances, continuances contested. That's all they do. That's all they do. Because all it, all it is, and I've, I've learned this as a social worker, and I've very much learned the legal system be, from being a social worker, is that, i.e., if I have a recommendation for a case, and let's hypothetically say it's it's ne- like negative until like it's not in the parents' benefit, right? If I'm saying this kid should be adopted or this kid shouldn't go back home yet, whatever it is, right? The legal recourse that a parent does is they don't want that decision to be made in court, so their counsel will continually try to. Re- Press continuances and push the court dates back and back and back to yeah. delay to delay the ine- inevitable. So by the time it's so, let's say and it was happening all the time. Like, we'll, we're supposed to have a court date in February, but with continuances, maybe it doesn't get heard until like June or July. Mm-hmm. So then a parent's attorney could then say, "Well, Your Honor, this incident happened back back in February or whatever date it was. Now this time has passed." Like, there's not any more risk or any more. They just try to spin it. So mm-hmm. I've seen it. So it wouldn't shock me at all if this continues to get continued. So maybe the end of the year. That's just how the court system, that's how the legal system works. Um, but some things that have caught my eye in minicamp. Two things. One, think they think Lucas Crawl got a, got a chance, bro. Look the 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 Lucas Crawl hive percolate a little bit, um, and it could just be this is just due to what the state of the current tight end position for the Saints right now, but. Seems like he's flashing OTAs. He's flashed a little bit in minicamp, and 
he doesn't have a lot of competition. Yeah, man. I mean, if Crawl can just give us some average tight end snaps, doesn't even have to be above average, just average rookie tight end snaps, that'll be huge, right? Like, that'll mm-hmm. be huge. It's such a hole in this offense. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get with Adam Troutman. He's been two wins consistent, showed some promises rookie year. Um, took a step back his next year. So we don't know. He could take a step up. And, but, you know, if, if Carl's showing something this early, man, that, that means something to me. Like, because, I mean, you saw it, you know, if you watch, you know, him with Kenny Pickett, like they had a nice little thing going on. Um, if, you know, Jameis can develop that with Carl, bro, that, that'll, just, that'll just do nothing but help this offense because they need it. Need it, man. It's needed. And – Listen, if you look you look at the tight end position, you have Adam Troutman, Finding Nemo, Nick Vanette, Juwan Johnson. Like it's not crazy to think that Lucas Crawl can maybe get Nick Vanette out the paint. Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like Nick like you don't the the potential of someone like Crawl if he continues to flash and things like that, you'd be like, Nick Vanette, you can get out of here. Like which <laughs> Which just goes to show, like, that's just how how big of a, a area of need it is in the offense. Another player, and, you know, he might – this man might be becoming Pete Warner part two, bro. Mm. Monte Taylor, bro. Man. Dennis Allen, in, in his, his presser, singled out. Big Creek, Carl Grandison. Yeah. Singled out that Alante Taylor is further along in his development that even even them and the coaching staff would have would have thought up to this point, bro. This is mini, a lot, man. This is mini camp. Now, we weren't a fan of the pick. We wanted that pick to be an offensive, another offensive weapon. And, you know, we were being greedy. Rightfully so, I must say. Uh-huh. I don't think I don't think we were doing anything wrong. I think the bigger question is that I am now more confident that Alante Taylor is going to play meaningful snaps on the defense this season. Me too. My only thing that comes with that is that who does that who does that encroach on? Because it's not going to encroach on Marshawn Lattimore. No. So it, it shouldn't encroach on CD because CD has a specialized position of being a slot cornerback. So that just leaves don't vax me Paulson and Debo and Bradley Roby. Like that, those are the only two players that Alante Taylor could cut in on their snaps. Um, and it's weird, right? Because I you would think that how good Paulson and Debo played last season especially towards the end of the season, right? Like, he kind of really came on, came into his own after having, you know, he had some games where he struggled. But all in all, like, he had, for being a third-round pick, he had a damn good rookie season. He really did. Playing the hardest position you could play in sports, right? Yeah. So, my question is, for, for, for Alante Taylor to potentially cut into his snaps – 
Like, that to me is really telling. It is. It is, man. And I think he will. I think he's going to push uh, a Paulson Adebo. I think Paulson Adebo played really well as a rookie. I think he's going to be like a starting perimeter quarter, cornerback in this league. But you know how cornerback is, man. It's almost a matchup game. Yeah. Just like wide receivers. Uh, I think, you know, Paulson Adebo will have problems matching up against certain uh, wide receivers that Alante will elevate against. You know what I'm saying? So I think you'll be in a situation where you got, you know, you could be able to pick your poison about who you want on the perimeter um, besides uh, Marshawn Lattimore. And, you know, we, you know, I, I would love, I would love to take a look, but the games Lattimore has missed, I can always guarantee you those were losses. Like I remember last year, he was well, he was out during the Carolina game last year, I believe. And it's just it just it changes the whole defense when Marshawn Lattimore is out. So if they could just build that depth to where it's not such a huge drop off if Lattimore gets hurt, man, that that I mean, it just that's what makes great defenses. It's not just having great players, but it's having great depth. Uh, so if you could have a secondary where you got you know, three, four good cornerbacks, which is what you need in today's NFL, man, like you, <laughs> that's when you're really cooking with gas. Because that's when, I mean, we see it every week, you know, every Sunday in the NFL, you know, this corner goes out, then they bring in Giacomo, whoever, and he just gets abused. You know what I'm saying? Like they just start abusing whoever player comes in, right? the third string cornerback or whatever. But when you got legitimate guys that can come in, man, it just makes all the difference. All the difference, right? And, and we, we've said this offline through text message, but the, the days of questioning secondary players drafted by the Saints. It's crazy. Just with, with Jeff Ireland at the helm, bro, we might, we got, we might got to put, her, put it to a rest, bro. Ain't that crazy? <laughs> you know, the, the Kareem, Kareem Moore and – Oh, I always forget the other guy's name in that 2018 draft. Nate Oh, what was the name? Oh, I'd have to look it up. But like, but those are like the only two blemishes. Like that's yeah. why. Some late round picks. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy. And oh, I mean, the, I, the I, troll I, jet, I, I did. Troll I got James, it with yeah. The, yeah, without looking it up. Oof. Yes. And you know, I was just thinking, like, man, I posted in the Discord, like, man, I remember praying. We paid Delvin Bro CB1 money. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> just, like, just for him, when he came in that one season and just showed, you know, above average cornerback play, it was just like, yes, pay him. Like, it was just like, <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were thirsty, bro. Thirsty, bro. Thirsty, you Like, so to be here where you got all these cornerbacks, um, all these uh, safeties. I mean, look, Bryce Thompson, he's been making a lot of noise in camp. Uh, he's playing safety, playing nickel. Uh, he played first-team nickel today, you know, and played Sassidi, you know. And, you know, Nick Underreal wrote about him. Uh, Dennis Allen's talked about him real positively. Um, so, man, like, PJ and Tyrant, like, they got some guys in the secondary, like, Gonna, it's like it's gonna be some hard choices, man. Like is King Carlin Crawley with the team? I don't even know. <laughs> it's the the cuts in the secondary. Whoo! And 
I don't know if this is gonna happen, right? Because they they brought him, they brought back Bradley Roby, but like I don't know if they ever like talked about how much money Bradley Roby's getting. I don't. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it was it was just like he's back. <laughs> okay, like no numbers, but it would not shock me at all that if Elante Taylor continues to develop, especially like if he just has a great outstanding training camp, man, they probably trying to see like, man, maybe we could cut Bradley Roby. Maybe we could try to trade him for. Which is crazy, which is crazy because this time last year, well, training camp last year, cornerback was a must. Yep. Was a I must. That's why they traded, they traded for well, Roby because they needed cornerbacks, man. Like it was a dearth. You know, they lost Jack Rabbit and they just never replaced him. You know, yeah, Paulson Debo, but it was like who you know, it's a third round rookie. Like, what do you know you're gonna get from him? You know, and it just it, it was, was gonna be amazing. it was gonna be um Richard Sherman, bro. Richard like, it was, Sherman, yeah. It was gonna be Richard Sherman. It, it I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's just the secondary is is Obviously, the strength of the team. You brought up Bright. I'm glad you brought him up because he's he's made a lot of plays. Like it, just the cuts. It's hard, man. It's hard. Um, let's switch over to let's switch over to um offense. I I want to I want to start with wide receiver. More specifically. Can we talk about Deontay Hardy? <laughs> Can we talk about his, his roster spot? And if he's going to make the team. Oh. So he he signs his, he signs his tender because he got tender. He signs his tender. And he wants a contract extension, right? Yeah. Which he has every, every, every right in the world to want his contract extended. But – I would just say to him, right? Like, I think you got to read the room a little bit, right? Like, if they had not drafted Chris Olave and they hadn't drafted a wide receiver in this last draft, like, then you have some leverage, <laughs> right? Because you like, you ain't got nothing else. But this team is drafted Chris Olave. They signed Jarvis Landry. Michael Thomas is a huge question mark. Um, they got Marquez Callaway, who played. Decently and got better as as the season went on last year, and it just doesn't sound like they're close in terms of numbers. So, I I love the idea of Deontay Hardy being on this team, putting him on one side, on the right side, putting Chris Olave on the left side of the of the formation, and then you just got speed, bro. Like yo, you got the defense just. Scared shitless. I love that idea in theory, but will it like, is this contract situation going to, you know, perk up his head? Because if we be honest, like, I could just see the Saints being like, man, like, it's as good as you are in the, in the limited what you can do, like, you are not healthy enough for us to invest money into what you do. I can see it, man. I don't know how it's going to play out, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me at all if it played out. Like, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't shock me at all. Um, especially, you know, special teams. Uh, you know, does he still want to play special teams? Is that something he still wants to do? 
Or is there something the Saints still want him to do? Because I mean, he he I mean, he was one of he's the best return that the Saints have had since Sproles easily by far. Um, all pro, all pro as, as a returner, which is hard to do as a rookie. Like man, that's that's just crazy. And uh, but. I mean, he just gets injured, man. Like, it's just a part of the game. He's a small guy. You know, he's, what, five, six, five, seven, um, And he just gets banged around. He's tough. It's not like he's a soft player. He's tough. He gets in there. But, man, his body can only handle so much. So, I mean, that, that you just got to take that into account when trying to extend the player. You know, he, I'm sure he wants, looking at what the wide receivers making, you know, Christian Kirk and all of them, I'm sure he wants 9, 10, 11 million. It's just not going to happen with the Saints. It's not. They're not going to pay him that. <laughs> so I fully expect him to be on another team. Is he going to be on another team this year? I don't know. I think, you know, we're going to see how things play out in training camp, see who's healthy, you know, as far as like Mike Thomas. Um, they still got Tricorn Smith. Oh. Um, they got some young guys coming up. Bro, why did I forget Tricorn Smith is even on this team? I forgot to. I forgot to, bro. I was just looking at a video today, and I saw them like doing high fives. I was like, "Man, look at Turquan, man!" Look. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot they brought him back, bro. You know, so uh, like they got options. Like they are not married to Devontae Hardy. They are not. But I would miss them in special teams unless they come. Unless they find another gym, uh, gym of returner. You know what I'm saying? Like. And, you know, look, man, see what you want about him. When he was healthy last year, he was one of the Saints' best receivers. Like him and James. Had oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Those comeback routes was killing teams because he would go up to the field, turn around, come back, and they couldn't defend that. And when he went downfield, uh, you know, he was catching them balls in stride, bro. You know, that speed is real. Like his speed is real, and you can't coach that. Like that's worth something. That's worth something. He's worth getting paid. Don't get me wrong. But it's just, you know – the way the Saints, the, the moves the Saints made this offseason kind of makes it, uh, you know, a tough decision to, you know, pay that type of money. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. I think, I think you said it perfectly in terms of we don't know is, is the quote-unquote marriage or relationship going to end now or is it going to end next season? Because in theory, like, the Saints don't have to – like, yes, he may want a new contract, but, like, you can want all you fucking want. <laughs> like, you signed this you signed this tender, bro. Yeah. Player in this tender and figure this shit out, and, you know, yeah. another time. And it, it happens a lot with these UDFAs that, that play well. It's unfortunate for them, but it just is what it is because, you know, they play two years and they get tendered, two, three years, then they get tendered. You know, they play under shitty tender and then they're like 26, 27 years old. Right. You know, trying to cash out. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of sucks for them. Man, that they does get kinda screwed. Sucks fucking big time. Yeah, I mean, you just watch look at players like Victor Cruz. I remember back in the day, you know, he kind of got screwed. You know, he was a extremely productive wide receiver for the New York Giants. And, you know, he kind of got stuck due to all this shit. So it's just kind of the way the game plays, so I feel, you know. But he's he's going to get paid. As long, as long as he got that speed, man, that dude going to have a career, bro. Oh, easily. It might not, like you said, it might not be with the Saints, but he's not going to be, empl- like, unemployed for long if, if, uh-huh. if it's not with – like, and if – I would say this. If, if you – if for whatever reason they just feel like 
he's not in the plans this year or if it becomes like not able to be reconciled, which I couldn't see it get into that point this early. But in theory, let's say it would, he, he has some trade value. Like you're not going to oh, get does. like at that salary, like he's under like what he's getting paid. What's his tender? Like 3 million or something to me. Peanuts, man. Peanuts. Oh, come on now. Like, like you could get like, if, hypothetically, if I'm the bears, who need a lot of offensive help, need to give Justin Fields fucking something. Mm-hmm. And they've had one of the worst offseasons in terms of helping their quarterback. Like, you call up New Orleans and say, hey, I'll throw you a fourth-round fourth round pick for Deontay Hardy. Like, yeah. you like it, You could get a fourth for Deontay. I really think you could. Oh, yeah. I mean, you think of the Lions. You know, the uh, coach knows him, you know. Think of you know San Francisco. Um, I mean, so many teams, man. Like you wouldn't have any problems moving in. No, at all. Um, anything else just that you can recall from like, the observations or anything that you've read from from minicamp that that's caught your eye? Oh, it was just good. You know, kind of back to Jameis. This is good to see him out there just spinning it. Um, we know he's not 100% yet. He's still working back and, you know, kind of walking with a little limp. But he out there competing, bro. He's out there. He's, from what everything I read, he's in there early. He's the last one off the field every every uh, practice. You know, he's not competing with anybody this year. So, he, you know, he's taking ownership of the offense. I think all that's important, bro. Like, we'll see. You know, I, I was listening to uh, Nick Underhill. He was saying, like, you know, Jameis looks, like, much better than he did at this point last year practicing for the Saints. You know what I'm saying? Like, just as far as just control of everything, accuracy, all that stuff. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But, you know, that's what you want to hear at this point. You don't want to hear anything negative. You want to hear that he's, you know, he's doing positive things. So, I mean, to me, that's that's just huge. We'll see if he can stay healthy the whole year. You know, but then you got Red Rifle sitting behind him, man. Like, you know, like the Saints don't have a great – don't have a great quarterback, but they got a good quarterback room. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. No, you're you're right. And can – I, I want to – I want to see – Speaking of injuries, I mean, we talked about Peyton Turner, we talked about Marcus Davenport, we talked about Michael Thomas. Like, we're not, it's 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 funny that we haven't really like Jameis's injury, even though it was like bad. Like, I I think sometimes we get kind of lost and just assuming, yeah. like, oh, like, oh, week one, he's gonna be out the door. Like six right. months, man's coming back from a tour in ACL, bro. Like uh, it's like it's nothing, and the media don't talk about it. It's just like, oh, yeah, yeah, they got Jameis Winston, he'll be out there. <laughs> man, it's towards ACL and on Halloween, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> October, bro. So you know, so what the the season starts what in September? So like he's had he'll have like about eleven months, you yeah. know, in terms of surgery, you know, rehab, all that, you know, the road to recovery. But I think it's important for us to take a step back sometimes, just as fans. And just be like, oh shit, like Jameis had fucking surgery on his fucking knee. Um yeah. and it's not just like just a short thing. Like I'm I'm sure he'll he'll be fine by training camp and I'm sure he'll start week one. But 
It's like you said, like right as of right now, this man's walking with the limp. Like he's supposed to be playing yeah, exactly. football in three in three months. <laughs> like exactly, exactly. And it takes time. It takes time not just to heal, but for them to trust their knee. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's any athlete that you you listen to in terms of like that injury. They always, especially for football players, they say that that's the that's the biggest hurdle for them. Right, right. It's trust, it's trust in the knee again. Trust issue, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with him, last year, he was using his legs a lot, trying to get first downs and stuff like that. It's going to be interesting to see how he approaches it, if he's just going to try to just stay in the pocket and just be a more efficient, you know, quick at the ball. Because from everything I read, they focused heavily this offseason on short, intermediate, quick game, getting the ball out, uh, third down, red zone, stuff like that. So, you know, and then he's talked immensely about being better in the short and intermediate. So it would be interesting if he tries to be like more of a quick game quarterback, like, you know, this system kind of fits or he's if he just kind of falls into what he's normally doing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's true. Um, I had something for minicamp. I, I know what it was. I, it's a small thing, and it's nothing that may seem big, but it kind of goes just back to the point I started at the beginning of the, of the podcast in terms of, like, the youth and, and the vets. But this, the, the energy coming from the team right now yeah. feels very positive. It does. It feels it, very It's positive. really positive, man. Like It is, man. Vibes, good vibes and all that. And like every time I see Elante Taylor, that he he he's hype. Like he'll do something like, like he's jumping up in the air, and his athleticism like leaps off the screen. It does, man. I I I really undercounted how athletic he was. He's a and that would take you far as a DB. Yes. Like that, unless that alone mixed would with, take you far. Mixed with good coaching that can give you good technique, and you pair that with good to great athleticism. Ooh. Oh yeah, that would take you a long way, man. It absolutely will. Uh, and that—that like I said, it's just a, some like a small thing, but the the videos like it just seems to be a good feeling vibe. Which keep my, I'm not trying to turn this into another a whole other conversation but just talked briefly on it is imagine like if you are still a Browns fan and you and you decide to st- stick around even after they uh. traded for Deshaun Watson bro uh. and just like the like uh. just like stank, uh, just, just stank over there bro just ugh. like every time you get a notification on your phone if you're still like one of those fans that are like still connected to the team if you're a Browns fan and you see something from Adam Sheffield, you just like, you just, is this another, another 25, 25th? Oh, you just put your phone back there. 66. Um. <laughs> Lost count, bro. suspended. Like, suspended for six weeks. Is it for the entire season? Is the season? Eight like games? Old Baker, Baker Mayfield thing just hanging over? This is nasty. Also, right. B- Baker dumb as shit, bro. Like, um, it, Bruh, I would have been <laughs> I would have been at Brown's camp showing out like man, this dude Baker is a stand-up dude. 
ready to play. You know his little his little dance he did at the photo shoot that got me. <laughs> I've been doing that <laughs> all of a sideline, bro. In my brown, I'm like, get me out of here. But if y'all don't drag your feet, <laughs> I'm gonna make this as awkward as possible. And I mean, shit, they won't pay him. They can pay him, you know. Shit, Boy, 18 million. 18 million. Shit. Yeah. Dan's on this side loud real quick. Hey, Baker, uh, our starting quarterback, he um he has a situation that he's dealing with. He can't play <laughs> for eight games. Can you can you play for us? Just keep on dancing on the side. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna be able to do it. I, I that to me, like if if that was me as a player and he wants to get out, he wants to get out of Cleveland's Valley, so he does, I would force their hand. The quickest way you would force their hand, show up the fucking mandatory minicap, bro. Go exactly, because right now you're not being a problem. Yeah, bro. I, and I would, bro, I couldn't wait to talk to Diana Rossini, bro. Like, oh, Baker, what are you doing here? Just being a team player, just here, you know, just get some work. <laughs> just, just like go about it completely normal. Like nothing. Bro, I'll, be, I'll be sitting in the front row at the Deshaun Watson presses. While he answers questions about, bro, get you man. Got, got some popcorn, just like front row. Yeah. <laughs> That's what y'all want. Yeah. <laughs> Miss opportunity for Baker. Miss opportunity for him. Um, <clears throat> what are some some things? So, kind of wrapping up our mini camp talk. Anything training camp around the corner. Anything that that you you you're just you're just zoned in and for for training camp, Publis. Mm. That's it. I want to see what that Publis wanted. Is mm. it Mike Thomas? Is it Jameis? Is it Marcus Davenport? Is it Peyton Turner? Those are the four players. I want to see what their injury. You know, that'll tell me everything. You know, saying yeah. who's on the pup and who's not. We'll tell you, you know, I, I, I expect Mike Thomas to be on the pup list. I'd be shocked if he isn't. Um, and I think they're going to try to bring him along slowly. But the other players, like if, if, if bro, if Peyton Turner and, and Devin put on the pup list, bro, I, I, I'm done, bro. Like, I'm done, man. Like, <laughs> I just can't deal with it no more. Like, I'm just done. You know who, you know, you know who going, you know who going to be healthy for training camp, though? Harold Landry. Oh, well, we'll get to him. I was going to say uh, Harold Landry and and Joe Tryon, brother. Uh, I'm telling you, Joe Tryon, ready, ready, bro. He made a play in one of the Bucks games, and like he chased down Taysom from like an angle. Oh man, I remember. remember And pushed him out of bounds, and I was like. (laughs) Yo, but I saw. I did see Zach Bond. I saw a picture of him. I saw a picture of Zach Bond this week. What? Yeah. <laughs> Not even a video, bro. Like, you saw Bigfoot. Like, the picture. Like, <laughs> Zach Bond. He was on the football field. There he is, Zach bro. Bond things. But I did, you know, jokes aside, I did hear he was blitzing a lot. Thank I don't you. know. I, I don't I don't know, bro. Like, it's just, no, no Saints reporter asked anything, asked the saddle about Zach Bond. I wanted to. I wanted to, somebody to just ask, like, what is what are the plans with this guy? What, like, what is he? Like, is like, he don't make the team? team? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a, a 
just a waste, man. Uh, you would think you would get more opportunities now. You know, with your two DEs out, you know. Oh, like, just right. Slip the man rush. You brought him up. So, for me, going into training camp, for sure, for sure, for sure, um, I think you hit it. Like, that pup list, the injuries, that's what I'm hyper-focused on. But the other thing I'm, I'm focused on, I said it last night, closing the, you know, the State of the Saints podcast with TJ, is the team has answered the question in terms of being able to show, show us the vision when they saw a hole at wide receiver. They, they saw that they, they needed to get better in that, in that room. And they did that in spades, bro. They, they went out and got Chris Olave. They got Jarvis Landry. Like, they've improved that position. So my question is that you did it for one position group for this one position, right guard, 51, name, number, circle. Is, is that going to be the same energy or is it? Because it's already like when, when, when Nick Unreal kind of already putting out like the piece, like the story, like you kind of already know what's going to happen. Like, oh, the coaches, third year, you're going to turn the corner. Like, what? I, part of me as a fan, and it, it, it doesn't happen just in football. It happens in all sports. Sometimes players just show you who they are. Yeah. Right? No amount of coaching, different, I don't know, Doug Marone's back. Can there be competition at the right guard position? Please. Like, and if, and if hypothetically, if Caesar Maurice wins it, but hypothetically, if he like, won it legit, then cool, right? Like, boom, he, he won it. But I need to see Landon, uh, Landon Young at right guard getting snaps. I got to see. I need to see Brock Martin, Brock Martin getting snaps. Um, Bringing Clemente, man, like Senio Clemente was in a mini camp, tri- you know, tri- tryout for for three days. I said it last night. You can't, you can't tell with a straight face that Cesar Ruiz could could play better snaps right now than Senio Clemente. Can no tell way. me? No I wouldn't way. believe you. you be that's, not, that's not because Clemente is great. It's just no, you know, he is a average, <laughs> below average to at sometimes average NFL guard. <laughs> That's good. That's what that, I would take that over. Reed. That's all we need right now at right guard, Ryan. Like, this nigga is on my nerves. Like, at least be a speed bump for a defensive tackle. But, you know, Reed's just open the gate. Like, <laughs> this nigga is Moses just parting the sea. Like, come on through, baby. Let, let my people go. Um, And and I, I texted this to you a few days ago. I said, well, if, if they're set on starting Caesar, man, at that point, just I need all the memes. I need the videos. Oh, everything. Because I am going to be a fucking fool and, <laughs> and laughing. Clouded, bro. Clouded. Because, like, the Saints play the Rams this season, right? I, I, I gotta see it, bro. Just like it's like a like a, a snuff film. I need nine nine on fifty one I mean, every snap listen, of the fucking. <laughs> you know, Aaron Donald gets to pick who he lines up against. Yeah, so he gonna sure watch does. that tape and be like, fifty one is me every snap, every snap. I want him. Can't wait for it. 
Because here's like, the thing. Like, like Bloodsmore with Chung Lee. <laughs> Point, like, I want you. <laughs> you. You know 51 ain't going to miss any games because of injury or illness. Oh, it no. Is- <laughs> Pristine health, man. Pristine health. <laughs> Not in that bad DNA. That man ain't limp off the field once. <laughs> You know, you know the, the injury sometimes, like you look a player limp off the field, he's like, oh, he get hurt, and he's on the sideline for a little bit, and then you come back in, he's like, oh, okay, he's okay. Never. <laughs> Whole offensive line got ravaged. Backups got ravaged. Not, not Ruiz. You can't say that about him. I mean, you can't say that. I have a feeling that they're not going to create any competition at right guard. They don't trust that Doug Marone can – can fix it, but I, I do hope if let's say it's two weeks in, in training camp and Doug Marone just realizes, like, man, I, I can't. I would hope that if he went to DA in his office and just had like a conversation coach to coach and he said, We, we got to figure out something at right guard, like this. Yeah, this thing, I, I, I don't think you know, DA has no tie to Reese. Um, Doug Marone has no ties. I mean, only ties. People have is like the front office, and you know, at this point, they have no say over what happens. Um, and I mean, if you look at Dennis Allen, like when Dennis Allen became defense coordinator, the first thing he did was basically bench Stephon Anthony. Like he just said, "Nope, <laughs> like nope, I cannot play this player." Period. And they had him playing like strong side backer, which basically was a bitch. Um, so, you know, DA, DA will sit a player out. Like, does he have the vision on offense to do those type of things? I don't know. But if I think if Doug Marone <coughs> voices his concerns, I think he respect that. I don't think DA has any ties to be like, oh, we got to put a first round pick on this guy. Nah, nah. But yeah. I think he, I think he has his amen choir somewhere in the, in the team that just wants him, you know, wants him to work out, you know. Whether it's Jeff no. Island or whoever. Yeah, whoever it is. Um, that's, so that's something I'm looking forward to in training camp. We talked about the injuries. I want to see if Lucas Kroll can continue that that good momentum. And then, like, uh, I, I feel like we haven't, like, and I don't know if it means anything, but, like, can we get hear anything from the tight end position besides, like, Lucas Kroll, bro? Like, it's been, been crickets, like. <laughs> like you're not seeing like oh, Adam Trout made this catch, Juwan Johnson, nothing, nothing, bro. Like, um, I wanted to end with this. You know, shout out to our dude Cordell on on Twitter. He he wanted us to talk about the CD Deuce video. We talked about it last night on the Saint the State of the Saints pod last night. Um, but CD got you know very passionate speech. You know, after a mini camp practice, and the first thing I thought about is just his passion. Like, and we mm-hmm. talked about talked about last night of how you couldn't have a player who, even though he's not like from New Orleans, like embodies the whole culture of New Orleans more than yeah. you know than Chauncey does. Um, talking about how defense was, you know, disrespected. They have the best defense in the league. 
their their record against Tom Brady. He brought up, you know, he's like, not gonna name no names. We talking about the Jerry Cook fumble. Uh, part of me was like, baby, can we talk about Jerry Cook, bro? Like, I might need to bring this nigga back. Like, I know what I'm saying. Dark and tight in position right now, bro. Um, but I, I watched it and I was like, like this. And I, and I hope he's able to stay a saint for a very long time. I have some doubts about that, you know, if it works mm-hmm. out financially. But, like, one of my biggest thoughts is, like, this is why he's one of my favorite players, one of my favorite draft picks in such a long time, because he is who he is. He's a dog. He means what he says. And you can't you can't not watch that and, and not be like, fuck yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, as a yeah. fan, you're like, like, but what were your thoughts when, when you watched the, the video? I don't know if you watched all of it, but if you, if you watched some of it, what were, what were your thoughts? No, I did, man. I did. And I, I just, I just like like you said, like he fits right, <clears throat> fits right in with the city. You know, my city, we talk our shit. We don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't care if we're going to talk our shit. We don't care if we losing, winning. We gonna talk our shit, and you know, see the deuce embodied it. You know, he tweeted a couple of days ago, like just talking about the city. Like he said, "This is my crib." Like I fit right in. He felt like he feels like he fits right in New Orleans, and he does, man. And I appreciate, I appreciate any players that's like that. I remember, you know, I remember the days of Saints players just couldn't wait to get out of New Orleans. I remember they just they just weren't fans of the city. You know, they all lived out of town in Covington and, um, you know, on the outskirts of New Orleans. You know, they didn't embody that culture, you know. And, you know, but then you had players like Joe Horn came and Deuce McAllister. Deuce McAllister came in and was, you know, immediately ingraced himself, you know, to the city of New Orleans. And that was huge, man, for Saints fans back then. And now, you know, you got players like Tyran Matthew from New Orleans. You got C.D. Deuce, grace yourself. Cam Jordan, like, just is a part of the city, like, in the, a part of the fabric of the city, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they are faces of New Orleans, you know what I'm saying? So, and, you know, obviously Drew Brees, who was just the face of New Orleans for the longest. So, it's just, it's just great to see. I, I just enjoy that aspect of it because, you know, football aside, man, like, that shit's important, bro. Like, you know, just kids that were my age back you know, just like me watching the Dawn Patrol and, you know, Aaron Rodgers. And all, I mean, not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Brooks and all that stuff. You got kids, you know, 11 years old watching the Saints games now, you know. And they, they you know, they like a CD Deuce, you know. CD Deuce look like me. You know what I'm saying? So, they, you know, that, that just goes a long way. So, I just like that aspect of it. And on top of that, he's a good fucking player. Like, just good. Yes. He's a dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that just makes it even better, you know. It does, man. It does. And I, I, I hit on it a little bit earlier, just the vibes coming out from the team, from like the locker room. I, I don't know, you know, this is early. I don't know what the, the end result's going to be and some of it's luck with regards to injuries. Sometimes the ball bounces weird ways. Like that's just sports in general. And I mean, in, in reality, like that's also life, but just from a very limited sample size, we've seen mini camp these, you know, these three days. We didn't even talk about, you know, the the Joe Sharp, you know, Schobert linebacker tryout. He tried mm. out for, for three days. We, didn't talk about, we haven't talked about, you know, David Johnson. Um, he tried out. 
but the the vibe and feel, feeling coming up from this team is completely positive. Um, whether that means anything, whether it's going like to turn in anything, it's, it's yet to be seen. Um, I did want to talk about David Johnson real quick. Don't know if he's going to get signed after mini, you know, the mini camp tryout or anything like that. But I truly do believe that the RB2 position on the team is still very much in flux. Yeah, it's in they, flux. They want, they want some, someone to be able to have that, do that position and do it well. Maybe it's David Johnson. I don't know. Yeah. I know. It, it might knows. be in flux until early September. Easily. You know, the the running, running back two on the team, you know, running back two might not even be on the team right now. Right. Might not, you know, that might be a, Someone gets, you know, maybe like a surprise cut in in training camp and and you know get signed and picked up or something like that. So that's just another thing going into training camp to you know look out for if you're a listener is just the running back two position. But if David Johnson does get signed as as you know to the team, like let's just you know there's you know reports he was getting snaps at Tony Jones Jr. Bro, like. Thank you. Out of here, bro. Another thing I want, I want forgot to mention, man. Big nut, big nuts, Lutz. Oh man, big nuts, Lutz. He's back. He's you know he's at a hundred percent. You know he finally uh, made some kicks today in team sessions. You know it, you know it wasn't perfect. He missed, missed a couple. Uh, as you would expect, you know, coming back off an of injury, but just the fact that he back, hopefully he get his get back in his groove, man. Because the kicker position was like it cost the Saints games last year. It, yep, at um, least two. If if, if two, Lutz, two if Lutz top of my head. yeah, if Lutz was Lutz last year and played, they would have been in the playoffs. Like that's how bad the kicking position was. So, um. So if he could come back and be what he, you know, what he was his first couple of years with the Saints, and just be consistent, you know, ninety plus percent, man, Saints good. They are, man. They are. Um, man, they they be hit on it all. Um, just a, again, just a shout out to our our Patreon. First, a shout out to anyone who listens to this podcast. Right, we appreciate yes. you. Download and taking the time to listen to us ramble for an hour. You know you could have, you could do anything <clears throat> within your your entire day, but you take the chance. You know, take the time to listen to us. We appreciate that. Big thank you to our, our Patreon um, Patreon supporters. Uh, please know and and believe that the support that you give us via Patreon is going into so many things in terms of. Things that we have planned coming up for the meetup, uh, giving away game tickets, things like that. Um, the coffee mugs, I'm still working on getting all those coffee mugs out. Uh, I, I've gotten some out. There's 32 more coffee mugs to get out to everyone who's at the $10 level um, or higher. So, and that that all comes again. So that all comes. We're able to do things like that from people who are who are, who provide to us on via Patreon. Um, so if you have the capability and means to, please take advantage of that. You can become a Patreon. You know, hey, as, we know it's hard out here, man. It Gas, is, man. 
<laughs> Gas is high, pool high, light bill high, rent high, mortgages high. So we Everything. know, we understand that anything you contribute, you know, we understand. Like, take it, trust me, we appreciate anything that you come to us. We do, 100%. And, you know, like, like, like we keep talking about our, our Discord, uh, we're very proud of our Discord. But keep in mind, like, when you become a Patreon, even if it's at a dollar level, um, once the preseason, regular season comes around, you're gonna get the you're gonna be able to get access to the the Zoom live stream where it's a, a whole concert of us watching the game together, just lit, joking, cracking jokes, laughing. Like I I wanted like I couldn't imagine like I want to watch the first where we's like like complete like whiff, bruh, and we all see it at the same time. <laughs> And just all our reactions, like that's the shit that's gonna be amazing. Like that's just gonna be absolutely amazing. So can't wait for that. Um, but again, if you can't become a Patreon, listening to us is great. If you can like us on like us and give us five star on Spotify, iTunes, however you listen, we greatly appreciate it. Um, we know it's about to die here within this next month overall, but please stay with us and stick with us over this month and continue to support us. We really do appreciate it. Um, with that, you know, football, like unless some shit blows up, football is done for the month. It takes a little break, uh, but it's going to be back in full swing in a month when training camps ramp it up. Um, we'll be with you the whole entire time doing podcast episodes, even if it's not football related. And then when training camp ramps up, we will be providing you that content episodes, um, hopefully multiple times throughout the week. With that, we're wrapping up for, for tonight. Thank everyone for listening and supporting. We appreciate it. With that, we're out. Peace. how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.